Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. All right, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to the Joe Contractor Show. We've got uh, Lori and Merrick. Hello. Hey guys, good to see you again. Hey everybody. <laughs> so enthusiastic. Let's do this. It's the show. We're doing it. Oh yeah. It's been a while. You got to get excited. It has been a while. We are super excited. <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone has been excited to record another one. Um, it's been very hot here in Minneapolis, so I think you know it kind of being hot and sweaty. Everyone's a little. A little low-key right now, but we'll get after this, right? Yeah, don't want to move around too much and sweat all over. <laughs> no, that's what I've been doing all morning already. Well, it's just full full swing with the construction season, too, so it's just harder for all of us to get together and coordinate this and a lot of exciting stuff happening with the app, too, which has been taking some of our attention. Yep, yep, it's coming, people. We'll... Uh... I don't know. It's it's still a few months away. It always is. Everything's always a few. It's like a construction project. Like we'll be done sometime soon, ish. I promise. Um, anyway, all right. Well, we have a guest. This is a uh, guest show today, not a question and answer show like the last one. Um, so, Lori, would you like to introduce our guest? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was fortunate enough to cross paths with Erica. I want to say five years or more ago, at least. Okay. And she was just getting off the ground. And um, she's a kick-ass woman, entrepreneur, and supplier of, of many things and platforms of tools and uh, safety equipment and uh, MC sales and tools. MC tool and safety. safety. There we go. Is the name so of her so business. On your shirt. Oh, yeah, right there. Yep. So Erica Sherman is our guest today. Thanks for having me today. It's fun. It's my first podcast. You don't I know think. if it's fun yet. <laughs> You're just guessing that it's going to be fun. Well, look well, at the Lori, company. And Lori's fun. So well, that's counts. true. I'd say that's a good true. chance. I think we can make it fun. Yeah. yeah. We'll try and live up to that, you know, whatever that expectation <laughs> is of funness. I'm pretty easy to please if I'm not taking care of a puppy or teenage children. <laughs> oh, how old are your kids? I have a brand new 13-year-old who's entered there. Um, his name is Liam, and I have a 15-year-old son named Gunner. No both, shit. Yeah, both drummers at ah. Irondale. They're um, drummers. Yeah, very they're cool. in the marching band, and I got roped in. So I also am on the board of directors for the Irondale band program, so <laughs> that's fun, Well, too. I have two boys that are uh, 15 and 13, actually. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and then I have a daughter who's ah. six, and she's my absolute favorite. So there you go. But I understand you got the boys. That's tough. That's a, that's a lot of work. Everybody asked if I was going to go for the girl, and I said, no, I'd end up with twin boys, and I'd be really outnumbered. Oh. <laughs> so twins run on both sides, Ooh. and I was not chancing it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, um, so MC Tool and Safety, uh, I'm just curious. Like, you met obviously through the construction stuff but like do you own is this your thing i yeah i own a majority share of it my dad started the company about 20 years ago um exactly 20 years ago last february so we'll have a, a 20 year anniversary party in september cool 
Okay, you guys an invite. I know it'll be the yep. hottest party from noon to down. five you can ever want to come to. <laughs> Early Free enough. tools and shit, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, we're actually rolling Ooh, rolling back there. prices to uh, two thousand and two on our top twenty sellers. So anything oh, that's been around that long, that's which, cute. Yeah, it'll be fun. So we'll I'm do putting that. it in my calendar right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And, um and yes, and <laughs> seltzers, and probably lay away from the hard stuff just in case it gets a little crazy. Yeah. It'll yeah. be fun. Um, I used to work in the beer industry, so I've been in distribution for, gosh, almost 30 years. I just switched over to the tool side when my dad asked me to. So he didn't have a retirement plan, and he said, you've always wanted to own a business. You want to come buy mine? <laughs> I was like, I guess. I don't know anything about tools. And not that I don't know anything. I did make cabinets and mantles for a little while mm-hmm. with a buddy and, and have done some stuff, but um, I didn't know it to the extent that I need to know it. And uh, yeah, actually, I met Lori on the Super Bowl um, when we were all oh, doing yes. that Super Bowl vendor, yes. meet other small businesses that want to work with. And, oh, you hesitated there long enough. It was a sort of like this cryptic thing. Like, what were they doing? I was Super just trying Bowl? to remember what it, it was. Some, yes, yeah, we were, it was uh, minorities for, um, got access to get in on the vendor list. And you got on and you had to apply to get on the vendor list. Yeah. And you got on it and I got on it. Yeah. And we met at an event. Yeah, at US Bank Stadium, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Was this when it was in town? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or it was going to be in town. It was about a year before that, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. So that was, I didn't get any other business out of it except you. It was perfect. Oh. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine. It but doesn't I mean, get better than that. Right? <laughs> it was wonderful. So, um, but yeah, we started out. Um, my dad and, and his business partner, Terry, at the time had been in the industry um, for 35, 45 years and got out for a little bit after an adventure and then came back in and said, let's start a distributorship. <laughs> to which I'm like, I can't believe you guys got this thing off the ground. But it's very focused on customer service and just having what our customers need and same-day delivery if we can. We stock what they need. We've got a warehouse in Blaine. Got about 5,000 square feet, 3,500 SKUs, and, and we're manning it from 7.30 to 4.30 Monday through Friday. So there's my commercial. Yeah. That's all I got. Well, that's part of the reason you're here is to pitch <laughs> that stuff. So, so um, do you have a specific – I'm just curious about the business itself. Yeah. Because it's it, like I'm trying to relate this to other – other places that I go to is it similar in nature to like a Acme but on a smaller level or it is but we would carry a broader variety of specific things so we really focus on specialty contractors utility contractors highway heavy um, GCs that self-perform and we're probably one of a few suppliers that carries Bosch's whole line Okay. Um, and Bosch has the best accessories in the industry. So even if you're using Milwaukee's or DeWalt's, and I can get both of those brands, I just don't stock them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can get more DeWalt than I can get Milwaukee, but that's a. So is it mostly commercial or residential contractors that you're working with? Or? Both, yeah. Um, abatement contractors. Really, anybody who values high service. Um, the the one guy in a truck doesn't work so well because most of the time your Home Depot's Menards might service most of his needs. Mm-hmm. But anybody doing more. So if you've got 5, 10, 35 trucks, we love to outfit that whole truck from top to bottom. You know, gotcha. And we do um, custom printing on vests and shirts. We carry four or five different high-vis brands. We do respirator fit testing. We carry 3M um, and Honeywell respirators along with another couple of lines that we need to fill, to fill over COVID. Obviously, it was hard to get respirators, so we picked up a few more lines there. We've got um, a really good relationship with Honeywell on the gas monitor side, so anybody working in confined space or if you're in a basement or inside where you want to, you know, if you're running diesel stuff and you need a nitrogen um, monitor, we do all of that. And we're one of the better personal monitor distributors for Honeywell, probably one of the highest in eight states. Hmm. 
which is kind of our little claim to fame because we're um, pretty well suited for everybody in the cities and outside that we don't send salespeople yet so um, and then we carry Razorback um, Irwin's full line Crescent's line um, we do all the measuring tools and leveling and layout and climbing tools yeah uh, fall protection we've got three lines of fall protection now We're actually probably gonna open up with one more MSA and are you following all this Merrick like For pretty much yeah, I mean, like, this is, like, the next level of construction beyond where I ever got to, I think, sort of. I have, we have some fall protection. Yeah, I bought I some like once. A bucket with a couple of <laughs> The roofer's kit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, absolutely. People yeah. have the option of using it. Yeah. 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 So, um, option. <laughs> it should not be optional. <laughs> I no, think. I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think where we differ is that we love when you guys come and shop our warehouse. So, our warehouse is set up to walk down and the aisles and shop with a you know we got oh. a little sun x cart and it's not like oh yep let me go look in the back and see if we have it it's let's go in the back and if i don't stock it and you need it i'll get it and if you're gonna yeah. come back every you know week or every month to buy it i'll stock it yeah, yeah. i will add on to that just to, for to do a little sales pitch for erica <laughs> is that when we were developing our relationship, and then COVID too, we're like, Erica, we need masks. What do you got? She goes, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and but I but I can get you something. I'll find something and I'll get it to you. And it, like you came the next day with stuff, and including uh, some uh, sanitary sanitary um, alcohol stuff that you found that was the best that was available at the time. So and you showed up. They deliver. They you call them. They deliver it. They'll show up, and there it is. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. you've made use of this relationship we, yeah definitely yeah. yes yeah i mean i'm trying to think of like uh i don't want to I don't, you know obviously don't want to pitch other places but it doesn't matter but like thomas tool or hank specialties or something like i every now and again i find reason to go to these places that i sort of enjoy but you're right i usually have to stand at the counter and it's uncomfortable because they're like what can I get for you? Like, I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> right. It's way more fun to go walk around and see what's going on. And it's not very service oriented either. You're kind of just like, you're kind of like, they're not, it's yeah. not the best. Ranger, like, I guess, is sort of the same way too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you go in and they look at you like, you're not from around here, are you? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not, but I'm just here on a visit. I'd like to say hi. No, get out. So... So you're similar to that in a certain way, but friendlier. Right. Yeah. yeah. And our whole goal is to get you guys in and into the warehouse part and see how big we actually are. Because I think if you just look at the front office, we're, we're small. You know, there's six of us that work there, and we work real hard at, at making it as close to a neighborhood bar as I can without having to serve the liquor. <laughs> so how was... Um like the start, you know, in the 2020 beginning of COVID and everything, how did that affect your, uh, how did that affect your business? It kind of affected different businesses differently. Like we had a really good year sure. because everybody was at home and they were like, I can't live with this bathroom and I can see this paint because on the outside of my house, cause I'm not gone from six o'clock to six o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. But what was it like for you? So for us, our, um, our big customers were like, if they were working on an apartment job, it got halted. Um, some of the real um, multifamily unit business that our core customers did was really put on hold. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of people not working. Um, from a, a commercial standpoint, that, that was a, a hard thing. Um, we half-staffed, so we sent people home half the time. Some of them could work remotely. Some of them couldn't. I paid them all full time. Um, yep. Otherwise you lose them. Well, yeah. yeah, Right. Um, and so I, I, we remained pretty flat to down through 2020 came back even 2021, 2022's really good. I think everybody vacationed this month. So July has been slow, but (laughs) for the most part, COVID was, was fine except the supply chain and the pricing issues have been really hard. It's been hard for us to (laughs) mitigate if we're going to get anything. And then the one thing that I would say is customers are way more apt to try something new. 
Uh, I can't get the glasses you've been buying for five years, but I have these five other kinds and the anti-fog is better. So now you're wearing masks full time. I can make it so you can see. So they've been a little bit more open for that. Um, but our, our business was all relationships. It was all walking onto job sites. It was all walking into offices and that halted. Mm-hmm. So we actually put the money in and got a brand new e-commerce system. We have a full store online. It doesn't you know, have everything we offer on there, but it's got a really good chunk. If you can buy it in my warehouse, it's probably on the website. Um, and then just you know, managing that with pricing has been the hardest with the price escalations on the e-commerce side. So I lose a little bit of profit margin there, but at the end of the day, the customer reaps the benefits for a little while. And, um, Until you figure it out. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, oh, we can't, oh. we can't sell that for you know a dollar profit anymore. Because yeah. uh, I got to keep the lights on and keep my people paid. Yeah. Too. But we've been trying to reduce our costs in order to keep the cost down for our customers, so they can stay in business and pay their people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been across the board. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, that shift to you know leveraging technology is kind of the one of the the blessings we got out of this whole thing right. we're like oh well we just got a shift we got to meet in these virtual spaces and mm-hmm. online store like you're talking about yeah yeah and there's definitely some opportunity in that you're not running all over you have a little more time to and you know to do some other quality work instead absolutely yeah yeah well, i love our good. e-commerce site it's yeah. that's been the best thing to come out of it for us it's just do people buy stuff from it I had a guy in Connecticut and Vermont last month. Yeah. I was like, I'm calling him. I'm like, is this like, did somebody grab your credit card or is this okay? He's like, oh no, I need that cart. And I was like, okay, I'll send it. Here's your shipping costs. Yeah, so <clears throat> some of the technology that comes with it is you have to estimate shipping and we, we don't, we just say, if I have to ship it to you, leave a phone number or an email and I'll call you and we'll charge you back for shipping because that world we can't estimate right. anymore because freight costs are up so high. So there's been some, Again, the customer's perception of paying for freight has come full circle because they understand they have to pay for it now. Kind well, of. everything used to just come to you. Yeah. You know, and then everything got disturbed and weird. And now you're like, well, I'll pay, I guess, if I have to to get it because I want that. I and you it. get something that's not quite right. It wasn't really what you ordered, but it's close enough. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so for a certain segment of the construction world, and I can just imagine, because we're all kind of like this, but um, so they've been, you know, like, where's my favorite thing? Oh, you don't have that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, right. But what am I going to do? That's the only kind of thing I've ever used, whatever. I have 10 other things. Try them all out. Yeah. 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 Well, that's nice of you. Yes. Change is hard. Change is hard. Change is hard. Yeah. I agree. People have gotten flexible, which is good. Have they? Uh, I think so. <laughs> no, I'm I don't think there's those triple A's anymore. I think they all had heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it does. It feels like uh, even talking about the world of construction, it feels like just so much has changed. But it's it's coming back in certain ways. Things are feeling more and more like they maybe used to. But, I agree. But new. Kind of in a different way, like maybe we've all changed a little bit or something. I don't know. I hope we've grown. So what was it like <laughs> taking that over from your dad? Well, he's still my business partner, so he'll okay. look at retiring probably next year. Um, but jumping in as the majority owner was, was great. My dad's really fun to work with, and he's, a, he's super easy to work with. And when it comes mm. to business partners, I think that's really important. Um, and he's a good teacher. So, and then Terry McClellan, who I bought the company from, stayed on up until last year. So for five years, I had him as a good, solid mentor. And he and I actually are a lot more alike than my dad and I are. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked out in that he really would teach you how to take care of the customer, what, what's important. And, and our core values are, you know, the relationships matter. We, those first and foremost, be good to each other. Um, do the right thing and and open communication be honest that's even with our customers you know I'm like I can't get that or this is not what it was before and and we really just try and clue them into the hardships that we may be having so that we get to the best solution for them yeah and it sounds like um, there was when you're talking about it there was like almost an apology in your voice for it being a small 
spot with six employees, you know, but like that's good, right? I mean, you have a you have clients that you you meet their needs, you can sustain your business, it's going well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I I do apologize for that and I don't mean to because honestly all six of us know all the customers and so they get really good customer service from whoever they talk to mm-hmm. and right. we can do as much as the big guys do only better. It feels like everyone always wants to be the big guys though but like really? Do you no. really want any part of that? No. You know? I don't. I, I want people to perceive us as the little guys that can do it all. You know? Like, yeah. And we can. everything. I can buy everything that the big guys buy. I have relationships with all those vendors. I'm on the board um, for staff to next year, actually, Specialty Tools and Fastener Distributors Association. Yeah. So huh. that's coming up. Wow. Um, Are you going to – you're on their board? I will be, yeah. Yeah. So if I'll – well, I guess if I don't get voted down, I will be. So maybe I'm <laughs> premature on that. But um, I'm looking forward to joining their, their group. And then the um, – Association of Women Contractors, I'm on their board, too, in Minnesota here. So. How long have you been on that board now? Um, just this past year, okay. I want to say when that was, if we got, I think I got inducted in, like, January, so, okay. so six no. months there, yeah. yeah, so. I always shied away from all of that sort of stuff. All the All the industry stuff, yeah, not, not that it's a good thing. I'm, I'm not saying that. It's a bad thing, I think, but I. Busy is what it is, is busy. When busy you get involved. Meetings and, yeah. yeah. It is, um, and I think both of those organizations are really respectful of your time um, and what and what we do as business owners. So that's really great. It's been a wonderful thing. What the AWC being on that board has allowed me to do is ask for more business for the first time. Oh, I'm like, well, you should be buying from me. You know, we've known each other for five years. Right. So give me a little bit more. Um, are they working boards? Yeah. Okay. They're- AWC is. I don't know much about staff okay. yet. I'm excited to see what, what yeah. happens there. I think that's a really fun opportunity for a company in Minnesota to be a part of. I don't know if anybody from Minnesota has been on that board before. So, hmm. Where is it out of? I don't know where yeah. they run out of. Um, they might all work remotely, but I'll find out in November when we have our <laughs> meeting. In, we we're going to, to San Diego for the meeting this year, so oh, it'll be fun. Super fun. Well, yeah. I, I, got, I have a question about your um, about the distributing. So, so it sounds like your online store you probably use like what like you know freight carriers or whatever like FedEx, UPS, FedEx. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, <laughs> um, or you can just choose local delivery, and then it goes on the back of my truck, and I deliver it. Okay, to that's you. that's the part I want to hear. About. So, <laughs> how does how does that work with the like? Do you have like a fleet of trucks or do you have some are you personally driving the stuff around i am so our salespeople are also delivery people so we when we don't utilize either speedy delivery or a local courier or fedex ups uh it gets loaded onto our our pickup trucks and we deliver it right to the job site or the customer's warehouse or you know sometimes it's the customer's house after hours because that's when I can make it. So mm-hmm. it's um, that's the model that we wanted to to set up because you get more touches on the customer. It's that relationship thing. Yeah, and it aligns kind of with the contractor way of doing things too, like the dropping it off at their house at night. Like that's yeah, perfect sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> We've been known to. <laughs> I can put it beside, you know, behind the bush in front of the, in front of our front door, and you can pick it up. But you might want to get there before the, you know. Right, right. The fleet of turkeys that hangs around my office picks it up. Who knows? Oh, turkeys everywhere these days. So, do you do you have uh, do you have any siblings? I have one brother. And one brother. He, he lives in Seattle area. Okay. He's been out there since '93, and he does. He owns Vintage Viewpoint Appraisal. He appraises classic cars. Hmm. He's an amazing man and does a lot of really cool things with really cool old cars. Very doesn't cool. want nothing. Doesn't want anything to do with our business here. No. So you took a, you you went in and worked with Dad, and that's nice that you uh, uh-huh. that you think he's a nice guy and that you can work with him easily and all of oh, that. That's yeah. great. And that's it's always not... been that way. Yeah. Actually, my dad and I worked at a computer printer company right when I was right out of college we were both doing 
printer sales when he got out of the industry for a little while. I got laid off in the first recession right away. He, he hung on for about four or five years, and then <laughs> they laid him off too. But. Hmm. Yeah, that's unique. That's a unique uh, story, getting into business through that. So your dad will be retiring. Yeah. Then you'll be 100% ownership then, or how's that going to work? I'm not sure if we're going to do an employee buyout on his shares or what, what that looks like yet. So um, part of me wants to have the employees have a, a, a piece of the pie, but... You know, there's a lot of um, interesting things to consider when you're going into business with a bunch of people you work with. Right. Uh, I had a good friend since uh, we're all business owners, and we've we've all probably owned and run and done. I mean, we've all probably tried things that didn't work, is what I'll say. Uh-huh. But uh, I had a friend at one point, because I, I always thought that giving – ownership to the employees was like the way to go you know that's everyone wants a piece of this right and one of my friends said i'm not that ambitious sam you know i don't i don't actually want any of it like so i i've moved more toward like how about would you like some of the profit like i can share the profit with you but not necessarily the responsibility of ownership and like yeah that sometimes yeah feels like it works better yeah so there's some open dialogue with some of the longer-term employees and trying to figure out what, what the next best move is. So. It's funny because we just talked about it, too. With um, I met with somebody that puts together uh, businesses, employee-owned businesses, or helps put it all together, and it takes about a year. So I learned all of how to do it because Gabe, my son, does not want to take over the business. And I mentioned, well, what about um, you know owning it with other people, employee ownership? And he was like, yeah, that's great. I would do that. So I call, So I set up this meeting with this guy and talked to him for a long time. And he goes, you know, we can talk like another in a month or so or whatever. And I'm like, I got off the phone and I thought, no, hell no. I put this business together <laughs> and it's working and we're making money. And until Gabe takes over, maybe like you, maybe it'll switch over at that point. But I'm like, do I want to share anything yet? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're not sharing for yourself. That's. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm ready yet. It's tough. I mean, not everybody... You know, running a business, it also means you're doing a lot of stuff after hours. Right. And, you know, you're kind of 24-7, so. At least carrying that emotional load. That, too, yeah. Um, who's who's going to go like home and a, worry about it? Right. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. hopefully not my team, because if I'm doing my job right. 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 Yeah, so that can be tough. Well, um, we have uh, really blasted through We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices, and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home 
client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. All right. Welcome back. Second half. I don't know what happened there. We, uh, looks like we stopped recording at hopefully just the right time. Got, uh, ran out of room on the old, the old memory card. But anyway. We're all back. I think I think everyone's taking the not talking over each other stuff too seriously. We can talk at the same time, but just not for prolonged periods of time. Yeah. Okay, Sam. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Merrick. We got the release. <laughs> uh, it's just good to hear you guys in there with me. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we so during the break we did what what often happens during these little breaks, and we started talking about real life and, and not. Not politics in the sense of what are your politics, but just how um, it's important to avoid them uh, kind of while you're running your business, I think. That's yeah, I think yeah. that's what we all agreed upon. And uh, how about that, everybody agreeing upon it, that leave the politics at home and let's just get to know each other and like each other and develop relationships. Absolutely. And, yeah, allow each other space to think their own thoughts and be their own people. It's my favorite because I think people are just so interesting. Yeah. yeah, and and generally quite nice. I was telling, I was about to tell a little story. My the other day, I was working, and my fifteen-year-old uh, called, and he said that my thirteen-year-old had been in an accident on his bike. And you know, they never call for help. So of course, I'm like, all right, you know, tell me what's like. How serious is this? Well, someone stopped. And they called the ambulance, and I'm like, okay, but Tyson, like, get to this, cut to the chase, man. You know, I need to know, is he okay? You know, and uh, it took me a little while to figure it out, but he was all right. But I dropped what I was doing, got in my truck, and drove over to where he was. And so, 13 years old, he had crashed. He had, he was bleeding. His elbow was bleeding, and some, you know, his hip and stuff, and he had road rash and. There was an ambulance and a police officer. And so a like three people had stopped before the cops got there. Then they called the cops, the cops came. Then the ambulance drivers came and they sat there with the boys. And all of those people um, in a you know mixed up pandemic world with politics ruining everything all the time were so damn nice to my kids and, and did anything they could to help out in that situation. Awesome. Yeah. I just think that's the way we actually are when we take a step back from that stuff. And right. And realize we're all human. Everybody needs a little help. Well, we, yeah. yeah, and realize that we have more in common than we don't. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, what? Uh, how amazing to live in a society where an ambulance just comes and a police officer and a neighbor calls and, like, to have those kinds of services is amazing. I mean, that's a huge human evolution like historically absolutely to be able to have that yep yep they showed right up they treated them and just took care of the kids so yeah anyway i don't know where that was headed other than that but (laughs) so So, uh yeah erica so you've you've got your business and everything what do you do uh what do you do when you're not doing business well i've got two kids in marching band they're both drummers um my oldest has been a a drummer the whole time. My youngest has been a violinist and a saxophone player and is now moving into drumming. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm involved in that on the board there. I do some other, um, I've coached every sport my kids have been in. Cause were you, were you musical yourself or your husband? I was in the drum line too at the <laughs> okay. same high school yeah. 30 nice. years ago. And oh, they, they had following the following suit. One. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, I may I may have pushed them in that direction. I'm on board with that. I'm a drummer too. Are you? Awesome. I love it. I can't play set. My feet and my hands don't do anything together except walk. 
<laughs> I, I'm, so you're probably a better drummer, and I can just sit at the trap set and you know and not be so exact, exacting. Yeah, I was definitely a marching drummer. Nice. I'm forbidden from by my wife from doing Don't anything percussion. Anyway. <laughs> like I can't, I can't clap at concerts or anything. She's like, "What are you doing? Right. Not even close to in sync with this." Like, oh, I don't know, rhythm. That's not the downbeat. That's not the downbeat. God, I don't know. You might need to bring some of the ear protection from work home so that you can think. Oh yeah. Oh well, that's gosh. cool. It's crazy. Yeah. So that, I do that. Um, what about the new dog? Oh, I do. I have a new baby. Baby. Oh God! I thought you said nude dog. Nude dog. Oh, yeah, she's no. naked all the time. <laughs> is there such a uh, thing? No, no, no wardrobe so yet. <laughs> we're brand new dog owners, so it's like the first time you have a kid and you do everything wrong. Oh, like I'm. Like you've never. Like owned I've one? never owned a dog. Not. Oh. I mean, I guess I had one when I was a kid, but she was older than I was. And well, that was your parents' was dog. Yeah. Anyway, oh yeah. All the right. kids who were like, yeah, I had a dog when I was a kid. Like bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now I got it and bought all the food. I and know. It most of the time, yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, Her name yes. is Sage. She's a black lab, and she's uber smart and such a puppy. She does whatever she wants, and she's like me. So she look at you, and you tell her, and you know she knows what she's supposed to be doing, and she just barks at you and is like, I'm not going to do that, lady. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> uh, but she's great. She's um, like 45 pounds already at six months old. And Are you, are you sure she's smart? Yeah. I mean, I... It's just like, so. it's like a proud mom sort of thing. But, you know, labs a lot of times. I know. I, I, let's just say my lovely friends have a really, really dumb chocolate lab. Okay. So you've been around a dumb I've been around a, a dumb lab. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have a big, big dog at home named Noodles who is the sweetest dog there ever was. But he is not smart. I would love a sweet, dumb dog to play with the smart little Okay. Shit of a dog. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, um, yeah, no, I think her dad's a, a really, really good bird hunter. Okay. Uh, and her mom also hunts. So I, she's got it. I, I honestly, she was the last in the litter left. And there's a reason. Like, you know, she's not going to be the bird hunter. But we just needed a backyard dog that can do some tricks. So I want to take her to the, the obedience school that teaches her how to do the agility course. Like oh, that yeah, nice. Goal. Instead of birding. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, well, if yeah. no one hunts, you don't want to. Yeah, and actually, my kids shoot traps, so there's some possibility, but we, we, yeah, there's no reason to train her to be a hunting dog. It's like five grand or something stupid to send them away. It's a lot. Well, and then I think to be fair to the dogs that get trained to hunt, you have to actually take them out and hunt with them because. I think, you know, people, if you don't own dogs, that might think that that's kind of cruel. You're teaching them to do this. Hell no. They are like only happy then when they're out yep. doing that thing that they learned. Yeah. So, and we don't yeah. have the time or the uh, energy to do all that stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It caused, my nephew did it with his dog and it was off, it was off training maybe half the year. Every three weeks <laughs> it was gone for three weeks. Yeah. And they put a shit ton of money into that dog. And it um, loves to go hunting. So, yep. you know, is it worth it? It is for them. Right. Yeah. And if you, if you don't give them a job, they're just going to make one up, and it's probably going to be a huge pain in the butt what yeah. they choose. Yep. <laughs> They'll choose find it. something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to get an agility course for that, though, because she just needs something to yep. think about and do. Well, that's so. kind of fun. Yeah. Or another, yeah. fr- another friend. She another needs another friend. dog. I know. Get one get of two. the dumb ones. Oh, that's what I already keep telling my wife, because we need another one. <laughs> I want a big Maine Coon cat that stays in the yard. Oh, like I if I could Maine, do that. I had a real Maine Coon I when I was a kid. Did and you? Who lived in Maine. And oh. It, oh. It, was it 45 uh, pounds in this big? Because that's when I It was. wasn't quite that big. But, um, and I didn't mean to cut you off, <laughs> no, but this good. thing lived. My dad, after college, got a job working um, with this electromagnet on a big you know, oh, that always looked like it'd be fun. And he could, you know, the thing oh, would yeah. like go yeah. up and down. Like from and Gone in 60 Seconds? you could lift seconds. up a car and set it on the car pile, and the crusher would do the thing. <laughs> I don't know exactly what he was lifting, but steel. Not the cat? Thing. And the cat would be in the cockpit of this thing every morning when he would get there, and eventually he brought the cat home, and that was my cat when I was a kid. Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. It and you lived Maine in Maine. Coon. Yep. And you got a Maine Coon mm-hmm. cat. Who does so that? Cool. And he was this big, loved me, would never hurt me, but he was mean. That's oh. a similar story to the one Marissa tells about finding you. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind just of in the back yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, out, just hanging just out would the be cockpit. there every day, and I just adopted him, I guess. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. True story. He won't go away. Yeah, we we just recently got a little kitty to go with. Uh, so Noodles the cat, or Noodles the dog, excuse me. And Noodles, uh, it, the name Noodles came from. Uh, compromise because everyone in the family wanted a different name and the kids were crying and I was cooking pasta and I said well how about noodles because everyone loves noodles but anyway so <laughs> yeah like yeah. Well, you can't fight over noodles and all the kids the kids and my wife were like yeah actually that's fine well, noodles works um so of course the cat's name is ramen because the kids oh name. that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. I love your kids they're yeah <laughs> yep so, so yeah then kitten the new kitten ramen and noodles ramen. I tell your story all the time now oh do you <laughs> <laughs> well and it, I want to hate the cat like I really didn't want it my wife had cats when we first got together and they were already like established you know I, I don't know they were middle aged or something and then they they live forever and that's I know. okay it's lovely. but and and they you know they lick the butter and they're in your face all the time and there's fur and but they're awesome i do love them but i was like when the when the last of those two was gone when onyx was gone i was like okay you know it's gonna be okay we're gonna be catless and then now we've got a cat and i'm looking at the kitty it's super cute but i'm thinking like i gotta know you now for 25 years and you're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be chewing on your fur. You're going to be sitting on my pillow licking your butt. Like, I don't like this. But whatever. It's super cute. I can't hate it. Do you guys know anyone that has, like, a job site dog? They bring their dog to work and the dog kind of... I've known those people over the years. I have. I can't think of anybody right off. I think it actually was me when I had my last dog. Oh, yeah. I worked at a home builder in the late 80s, early 90s, and Dugan was the uh, Italian Mastiff. And she was fantastic shop mm-hmm. dog. Oh, just nice. Beautiful and lovely. Yeah. yeah, I've always envied those, the people who have those really close relationships with their dogs. When my puppy was really small, I was like, all right, this is going to be a job site dog. <laughs> and, and then she would, like, rush up on the clients, barking, like, angrily to protect me. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> my uh, my son's baseball coach had a a like field dog. <laughs> I forget the name of that dog. Rose maybe, but uh, I mean off leash the entire time, and it just knew its thing. It would go, and they would practice for two hours, and people would come by. Like never went anywhere, never caused any trouble. Super nice dog. I don't know how you raise a dog like that. I don't either. I'm hoping we get there maybe. That's the one reason I would send her away. Be like, can somebody just train her to be good? Like the most mellow thing you ever... Yeah. 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 Sure, you can train that. Yeah. Can you just... Or even just to listen, not run into the street. I don't know. So I have a question. So you're on these boards, Mm -hmm. like three of them or so, Mm -hmm. and you run a company, got kids, now you got a puppy. Right. Do you cook and clean at all? No. No. Okay. <laughs> my husband cooks. He's actually was the kitchen manager at a little Italian restaurant when I met him. Cool. So, Sweet. Oh yeah, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal cook. He does almost nice. anything, and he loves smoking. We got a, we got rid of our smoker. He actually smokes on the Weber grill, and if you are adverse to it, it's better than anything we had on the Traeger. Mm. Huh. Nothing against Traegers. We love the pellet one. It just kind of you know lived its useful life, and we used it well, but. We opted to just keep one, and, and the, uh, the he's Weber. doing a good job. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's, tonight. Um, <laughs> he's got two pork loins actually that he bought. I don't know if he's smoking them today or not, but yeah, um, yeah so he he does that. And then uh, we broke down and hired somebody to clean uh-huh, the house yep. twice a month. It's well, if cheaper you're than marriage therapy. That's I said. Yeah. It's the marriage, or yeah. it's the cleaner. And yeah. my husband was all on board, so it worked out. Yeah, I mean you. You don't seem like you, like, asked him one day, like, hey, do you think I should join this other board or whatever? You just do stuff, don't you? I do just drives him crazy. (laughs) I picked that up pretty quick. I did ask if we could get the dog. It was was actually a a three-week campaign on my part, maybe five. 
of of uh, continuing asking. So I, I, you know, I can only speak through my limited experience. But as a husband, once the campaign starts, like the second you hear it, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Like, I know where this leads. It's like, the, the, you think it's like a campaign. It's more like, like, we're just trying to delay it as long as possible. Because, like, I heard about the cat we were going to get for a long time. And I knew once you mentioned to a six-year-old and, and a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old that there's a cat coming. Like, there's no not a cat coming. Right. You know, once that's out there, it's done. It's yeah. just how long can I push this off by reminding you? How they're like showing all the, the clawed up parts of the house from where the other cats <laughs> had done all the damage in the past, you know, like remember that? Yeah, I got about six months. I, we lost our cat, so my mom passed away 10 years ago, and uh, she had a Maine Coon mm. mix, but most looked like a Maine Coon. Um, and we lost her last June, and I've been kind of lobbying for another cat, and I'm losing that battle, which is why I think I won the dog battle. Mm. So, well. I, I guess what I was trying to tell you is, I could keep trying, but I'm not. You never that lose hard. the war. I know. Like <laughs> you could lose but the I'm, battle for a while. But I'm trying to be respectful enough yeah. to, uh, yeah. So now he wants some sort of dog that doesn't shed. I'm like, I don't think they have Siamese cat dogs, but you could. Try. <laughs> right. It reminds me of this marketing tactic. It's called a drip campaign. Where yeah. you like, you know, you send down an email and then you send down a follow up one like, you know, three or four days later. And then if they ignore you, there's an automated one that goes out like a month later. That's like, hey, just hello. <laughs> you hear from here. us yet? And, yeah. you know, you can automate the entire thing, you know, so that these emails, you send one email and it's got, you know, it triggers all these other ones until they respond. And that comes somehow mm-hmm. pre-programmed in wives. Like that, they just—it's a drip. drip. I'm sure it's very calculated. Well, you don't want to go in just like the next day and be like, "How about that dog?" You want to be like, "Let it sit." So here's how it happened at my house. (laughs) (laughs) My dog was getting a little older, and my wife said, "You need to get a running dog." And I said, "I'm fine. I don't need another dog. I don't want one more dog to take care of." And so she would go around the house and saying. I think its name should be Vivian. Here, Vivi, Vivi, Vivian. Oh, Vivian. All day for like two weeks. To the imaginary dog. To the imaginary dog. And I'm like, oh, I guess Vivian lives here somewhere. So <laughs> better go find we one got that looks like a, a We got an Australian Shepherd now yeah. named Vivian. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we all know how it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the the sort of like what I've done as a husband, you know, like, like I don't have big toys. I don't have a big boat or a giant truck or anything, but I do have like six or eight canoes or whatever. So I guess, you know, I'm sure there are things where the reverse is true, where I have quietly lobbied for long periods of time to get something that I want. But Yeah, there you go. There's a good question for all of us. What have you done without permission? Ooh. Oh, oh. God. Well, it has to be something that's known now in case. Yeah. Not something that I, what have you done yeah. without permission that you haven't been busted I got, for I, yet? Uh, I yeah. That one. yeah. Okay. Mine, mine was, uh, I'll, I'll start while you guys are thinking of yours. Yeah. Mine was, I was we were going to uh, sell Tammy's house in St. Paul and buy one next door mm-hmm. to us for a rental. It would be easier, closer, talking to the banker. And we we're on. I want her to be involved in to know some of these in uh, stuff or the uh, business moves that I make. And so I said, "Listen to the banker, so you'll understand how this is going to work. We're going to do a little exchange and blah blah blah." And then the banker's on the phone. I have him on speaker. And then it was, you know, and about that other property, you should be able to get that too. And my wife was like, "What other property? What the fuck?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks, Steve. And I was Damn like, it. "Oh no!" She goes, "Just go ahead and play the game of Monopoly for real life. <laughs> you do what you do, and I'll do what I do." And she went to the kitchen and started cooking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that um, that sort of reminds me of what it is that I did that I. I didn't ask permission for, and that was uh, sink my entire life savings and everything I've got into a digital business. (laughs) (laughs) And I podcast all the time, and (laughs) that gets me nowhere, so I love it. (laughs) I love the laughing. (laughs) Well, I 
I was I, I can't think of anything like that, but um, I did lobby for a motorcycle for like our entire marriage drip total drip campaign like over years without pushing it so hard that you know and then eventually my wife is like my friend is selling their motorcycle and I'm like and you're telling me this because of why well you should go over and take it for a ride and see if you want to buy it nice. it's like, I was like it's like our, whoa like okay great and I went over there and I and I was getting really into like photography at the time and I was like you know spending a bunch of time in the woods and I went and hopped on this motorcycle and you know drove it around the block and pulled it back up and I'm like no not into it anymore (laughs) I just don't like like doesn't seem cool it seems dangerous (laughs) I'd really rather just like go take some pictures in the woods you drip your way right out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> she knew that was going to happen. Yeah, she did. Oh. I, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I still have a big motorcycle, and it scares the shit out of me sometimes driving mm-hmm. it. So I get it. I had a motorcycle when my husband, I actually didn't have a car when my husband met. Mm. When I had met, had met my husband, I only had a motorcycle. And uh, I had it up until I was, I guess Gunner was one, but I, the last time I rode it, I was about four or five months pregnant, and I rode it into storage, and then I, I sat on it for a year. It just, it was in, actually, the, the building I'm in now for work. I, I parked it at my dad's office, and, like, a year later, I looked at my husband, and I was like, Gunner's going to be one, and I'm never going to get on that thing again, so we might as well just sell it. But I loved it. I mean, it was a Harley. I bought it when I was 22 or 21. And Very cool. It was the only girl that had one my age. You know, it was fun back in the day, uh, which, which I replaced with convertibles. So I tend to buy convertibles. With Four, wheels. Oh. Four wheels. Four oh. wheels, open <laughs> road. So I bought a 96 Mustang convertible three or four years ago. The tragedy on that was it was in storage and it drowned. A sprinkler pipe broke and it was oh, in the basement. It no. was in six feet of water. It was beautiful. No, no. All original, totaled. But uh, you didn't restore it, try to restore it? No, once they get wet, it's a hot mess. Oh. It's a hot, hot mess. Everything's corroded. Like in the little ashtray, all the um, coins that were in there, by the time I took it in, back into possession, because I, I bought it back from the bank because it was cheap and sold it, yep. but, uh, all, the, all the coins were corroded. Everything inside that motor. Yeah, all the wow. all the little window motors and all the any Everything. any little thing. Yeah. I'm sure. So yeah. um, that and I just bought a 2005 PT Cruiser convertible for that my kid could drive because he's 15. He can't drive my work truck. Right. Do those have value? Yeah. I don't know. It was in Seattle, so my. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. A PT Cruiser. Well, but. okay, so. We're talking six months ago, you couldn't find a used car. I right, have a kid right? turning six or 15, and I'm like, well, he can't drive what I drive. He can't only have my husband's car. So um, my brother was out shopping for his 16-year-old and found a coupe PT convertible and this, this um, convert, or a, a coupe PT and a convertible PT. And I'm like, is that PT uh, convertible still available? And he's like, yeah, I think so. But it was five grand. I but that's out in Seattle. Yeah, and so my oldest and I drove it home over Memorial mm-hmm. Day weekend. Do they make those anymore? Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't. No. Think it has, that has like the exposed axle. It's kind of like, right? Isn't that isn't that the thing? It has like the no. That's the Plymouth Prowler, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, the PT Cruiser looks like little Dick Tracy cars. They came uh-huh. out in two thousand. Yeah, right. I had a coupe, a brand new one off the okay. off the line in two thousand. That that was cool then. It was. It's not cool now. <laughs> I don't think they aged very well. No, no, but people loved them and took pristine care of them, or they beat the living shit out of them. Right. So we found, my brother found two that were very, very well maintained. Well, just, they don't see salt out there, too. Exactly. I mean, yeah, so that's I, why I bought I a buy. vehicle out in Seattle yeah. years I, ago. Yeah. I have a dream of um, taking a 70s F-250 and restoring it like from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Just think the that would just ones be so cool. Money. Once I have six months of um, my bills in savings, You're I'm going to reward myself with it. You better talk to the wife about the <laughs> six months. <laughs> Blow all your savings. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Look what I got, honey. Is that a drip campaign, too? Uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oh, that one's, it's a little heavier than a drip kit. She wants a Miata. I'm like, we don't have room for two vehicles. I've been talking about you this for two the, more years than you. Get the Bronco. The top comes off the Bronco. 
Yeah, you can fit a Miata just about idea. anywhere, though. You could park it, yeah, the other way. Sideways, right? Put a Miata <laughs> in the back of the F-250. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked those Miatas. They're cute little cars. And my aunt's got a couple of MGs for sale. Little yeah. blue midgets. Yeah. They're cute. A little more problematic, though, right, oh, as far uh, yeah. as taking care of old. They're from the early 70s, yeah. I think. That's a whole cult. Oh, yeah. Following those MGs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They're so fun to drive, though. You can't find sticks anymore anyway, so you, if you're going to drive a five-speed, you got to get something old and fun. True. Oh, that's true. I know. How are my kids going to learn? Well, you can... My car over there does everything. You can have automatic or shift it or shift it from the steering wheel. Yeah, my Yeah, but you don't have a clutch. No clutch. It doesn't even doesn't even doesn't even work at all. What an idiot car, idiot proof car. Maybe. Just push the button and it parks for you. Yeah, how about that? I can like down the cool. My, my truck has like a which is like a res, relatively new vehicle, and I can when I'm in towing mode, I can downshift, which is kind of cool like feature. So yeah, mm-hmm. be like rather than using oh. my brakes all the time, I can just if I hit the gas, tap the gas once. It downshifts. Oh, nice. Ooh, weird electronic stuff. Which is kind of yeah. nice. Cause yeah, cool. Otherwise, brakes just... Yeah. I've got a 94, <clears throat> 94 4Runner that I still drive around that's a stick. Then, you know, send your kids over. They can't, they can't kill that damn thing. <laughs> I mean, I... They <laughs> need one. I have tried my best. That thing, if, if you didn't know this about 4Runners, they go about 35 miles an hour in reverse all day long. No problem. <laughs> I was really good at driving that thing in reverse. But anyway... Uh, yeah, what else we got? I think we should, we have one topic we always bring up. Okay. Platform. What's your favorite platform of tools? Oh, tool oh, yeah. platform. I want to, yeah. oh. yeah, We should probably bring it back to construction at some like, point. <laughs> like power tools? I feel like we did good. Yeah. Well, it's Bosch, because that's the yes. only one I stock all of them. <laughs> that's um, why I, really, I had to ask. Thank you. <laughs> I really think that, you know, they've got a, a really good workforce. Um, it's they're all workhorses. They all perform, and they're really great. I think their breadth of product is not not enough. They need more. Really? Um, they need. A, they need. They yeah. Specialty stuff. We lost a lot of sprinkler guys and some of our um, mechanical contractors because Milwaukee's line does a little bit more. But I think Bosch. You, you talk about concrete. You talk about straight up power on those hammer drills, and their vacuum systems are great if you're working on concrete. So. I'm, like I'm a it. Bosch guy. Nice. And those new batteries, those are they? What are they called? The, the core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they work on all the old tools, mm-hmm. and they last four times as long and don't heat up as or don't yeah. heat up as much. They've got a whole new line called the Pro Factor line that actually performs as well as their corded tools in terms of concrete drilling and mm-hmm. uh, just getting in there. So it's a, it's a different brushless technology. It's a different motor and it's a different battery, um, all upgraded and uber powerful. I actually was talking to my dad and we're gonna do a couple more videos because I got a bunch of concrete in my front yard. I gotta break up. <laughs> I'm like Pro Factor Video Day. Yeah, I'm a Bosch woman too. God, I've got Makita. Mm. <laughs> Don't even great, talk to about Makita. It's a great Makita. homeowner line. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Makita was great. 1982. Or <laughs> got your weed whipper and your leaf blower. Oh, man. Your... <laughs> oh, I love my Makita stuff. No, I it's... do have some Makita. I've got a little bit of everything, but Bosch is the, what I have the most, and that definitely is the top. Well, I think, you know, from, from the way I've watched it all play out, um, for a little while there, <clears throat> DeWalt came in and was like, woo, everyone's got to have DeWalt. I never liked them that much. The Makita was always far superior as far as the quality. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Bosch was good, but they really had a very limited line for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you wanted more tools, you didn't want to get into Bosch because, because, yeah, they had great small hand tools, but, you know, once you buy the battery platform... Oh, yeah. You got to stick with it. You do. Yeah. And then, really, in the last many years, I would say Milwaukee and Bosch, and I would still throw Makita in there, are the. Like, DeWalt has everything, but I think they've gotten almost too much. 
Makita nailed it with the kit where you get the bag of tools, you buy the one box and it's got the saw and the impact and like that kind of the was, five, yeah, the they five were kind of the first packs. one to really like yeah. push that hard. Yeah, I still, I still like all my stuff, but I, I think really they came think out with I... the track saw first too, didn't they, Makita? I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> I think they my did. Time. <laughs> That's what mine is, is a Makita. Yeah, I had I, a I carpenter that old. had an old Makita track saw, and I didn't even know they existed. And this right. was a few years ago, so and now I have a Bosch. But <laughs> <laughs> the new Bosch compound miter saw on the Pro Factor line is ridiculous. That thing is so with batteries. Yeah, does it have the articulating arm like the like that? It oh, goes, yeah, like half chop saw, half. It just does. That's what Gabe got, didn't all he? All the things, yeah. It's, it's heavier amazing. than shit, though. Well, yeah. But, but did he got the corded one? No. 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 Mm-mm. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice, though. I, it really it makes me want to buy tools. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. I got that huge Bosch 12-inch saw with, like, the knuckles on the back oh. of it. <laughs> so it like, doesn't have, so you can put it up against a wall. You can put it up against a wall, right? Yeah. Oh. But then Rather I was like, that. oh, man, now I need to buy a trailer. Just to move this thing around. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I just, I just bought two new tile saws. I, I know tiling isn't isn't the biggest thing in the world, but no one makes a nice portable battery operated tile, tile saw. saw. Is there saw? one? There isn't one. No. Is there? What tile saw do you you what kind do you use? Uh, so um, Dewalt actually makes a ten inch saw that is kind of it's the D twenty four hundred or something like that. It's kind of like everybody's favorite if you're into a big heavy saw. Um, otherwise, you can go up from there and get. Um, you know, if you're doing a lot of production work like Ruby or MK or whatever, there's, but uh, the rigid stuff from oh, Home Depot is actually right. the, like, they make in the eight inch and smaller, they make like the nicest little units. Oh, no, that is what I have. This is the rigid. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I don't do just tile, but I, that's what I own. Yeah, they make a they make a new eight inch that um, is right around 600 bucks, and that one's like, really a great saw for hmm. that but i but it it's funny that like they're all the precision tools out there like no one's making like a really kick-ass little tile saw for some reason but i can do some digging i got a couple of good do you yeah a couple of good trade shows coming up yeah and you kind of think much tile saws with a battery one should be out by now oh yeah because you're working in bathrooms right. you're working in you're working in yeah. places without power sometimes right. you know with yeah with an outlet or two or whatever, you know. Or you beg the electrician box. to put one outlet in for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't necessarily have to do a lot of cutting always. No, I. it's just, uh, it's like one area where no one seems to be dabbling in well, tile tools. A lot of those have just a reg, like a grinder body built in. Some of, those Some of the smaller ones, yep. Tile saws. Yeah, those are uh, screaming loud is the problem with them. Mm. I'd like to see one that comes out that's... Um, in the you know seven inch eight inch range for everyone's i guess everyone's doing all these big large mm. format tiles so everyone's got to have these huge saws now but mm. i do all smaller mosaic stuff and i just like to see a precision saw for that yeah that's small lightweight i just don't like carrying around huge tools anymore no yeah. or yeah or extension cords are heavy and crazy yeah <laughs> that too yeah i sell some of them but they're Hundred foot. I, bought, I brought a hundred foot extension cord home, thinking this could be great. That's the dumbest invention ever. It never it wraps back up. It's so heavy. I'm like, well, no wonder nobody buys these. Right. Unless you're gonna leave Probably it there Probably a 10 gauge too, or whatever. Like, yeah. right. Ten three. Yeah. yeah. Gee, nice cord. I, and you look at them, and it's like climbing rope or something. You're like, I really do love that. But I don't need that. Yeah. I'm not climbing Everest. I, I needed need it for <laughs> camping because my husband has a CPAP, and I needed to be able to get to the oh. CPAP and our tent, or the CPAP in our tent to the little outlet. You know, yeah. The outlet that's in the little gazebo thing or whatever. And I was like, all right. So you guys like RV. I, yeah, I don't ever need to camp again. I just no. go rent a camp. <laughs> rent, rent a camp. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. I don't, want, I don't want to park that anywhere. Yeah. Ah, that's the that problem is, with them. They're awesome. They're you. super awesome, but where am I going to put it? I'd rather so, buy another convertible. All of, <laughs> and then rent yeah. a cabin. Well, yeah, 
Like All of ours are parked like permanently at the <laughs> land. So it's like you have this trailer that's permanently parked right there. And I, I could do that. Mine's just on the street in front of my house pissing off my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of got that like I might need to leave at a moment's notice sort of thing about you anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a valid concern. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, on that note, we've we've more than taken up your time here. Erica, no, I really but... appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Are you... Fun. It wasn't <laughs> fun. Did you actually have fun? Yeah, I do. Again. Yeah. See, it's all she the manifested people. that. Yeah. 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 Nah. You know, you dream a dream, and then <laughs> along comes the fun. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, again. Uh, what do we have to say? So it's uh, MC Tool and Safety here yeah. in, in Minneapolis. Yeah, we're located in Blaine, just off of 35W, about 10 miles north of here. Yeah, Blaine, so the maybe. north side of town. Yeah, but we're on the very south side of Blaine. Like, it used to be... Here's south a, here's side a of the north side? Here, yeah, so here's a tidbit. It was Moundsview, and there was a racetrack there in the 70s, and Blaine's like, oh, we want the tax revenue. We will annex that from you, Moundsview. That's the rumor. I don't really? have official yeah. records, but yeah, so we're actually Ramsey County, and we're south of the of Conroe J, which is Ramsey County line. So, oh, someone, <laughs> someone in Moundsview is like, she's right. I know. We want it back. Those <laughs> bastards! <laughs> I remember when they came and took that. <laughs> <laughs> like four people the, left in Moundsview. The one then. person listening from Moundsview. We know you're not listening. Whatever. I have lived in Moundsview my whole life, and there's a few of us. We're kind of lifers, so. Well. Um, let's remind our guests, uh, or our, not our guests, our, our listeners, um, go ahead and do whatever you're supposed to do. Subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, I don't know. Can you push a button with a smiley face on it or a little like symbol or something? Like, Absolutely. do something because uh, otherwise we kind of have no idea who's, if there's anyone out there. Oh, and don't forget to uh, send us questions about contracting to... Uh, I'm going to say, what is it, info at the, at the Joe, or at joecontractorshow.com. Thanks. Info at joecontractorshow.com. I'll have to get an alias for that and do questions at joecontractorshow.com. But anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate it. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, for on. thanks. thanks Erica. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.